This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming and is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Oh. <laughs> Red Wings trying to get the sweep. Three seconds left into the zone with the top Red Wings on the stand and pass. Shot in on the new goaltender, Eddie Mio, in goal. Look at that old school mask. And that's something. He's a brave man. Hey, man, that's it out. He's in. Six scores. Kaliba. Coach or Prober, though, that's the main one here. These are good friends. You rarely ever see Coach or Prober go at it. Most of the former Red Wings. And welcome to episode two of the Detroit Red Wing Alumni Podcast. Very excited to get today's show underway because in studio is the man, the myth, the legend. The man, once again, with the face for radio, Eddie Mio. Thank you very much, Newman. Great intro. Al, you got anything nice to say? Oh, I'm going to have lots of nice (laughs) things as we go along week by week. I'm going to say nice things about all of our guests. Now, what we say after the podcast is over, you know, that's a whole different story. We also want to welcome in studio today, we have former Flint General and a member of the Detroit Red Wing alumni, Mr. John Finstrom. John, welcome. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. So uh, we originally had also planned on having Dominic Hennig from the Flint Firebirds today. There's a few things shaking within the uh, organization um, and some of the sweaters there. So we're going to have to reschedule that, but it's not going to change the overall tenor of the show and what we're doing today. We're going to talk a little bit about the Flint Generals alumni game. We're going to talk a little bit about the Firebirds and what John Finstrom, what his connection with the organization is. And actually what John has been up to, John plays a lot of games with us. Um, as stellar matter of fact, uh, we were talking about over the weekend, we made our trip up to the UP, and Eddie, I'm going to tell you that you were sorely, sorely missed, only because the opposing teams um, only scored two goals in one game and three goals in the other, and we were looking forward to you being in goal. That way they could at least get a more offensive presence. Well, you know, <laughs> I like to make the games close. All right, so... Uh, What's the point of playing the game unless you can't make the other team happy and it's all about charity? But as as you're talking about Finner up in St. Ignace, right? Was he was the first, first star. star. 
in St. Ignace. That is correct. So what did you do? Not pass the puck to anybody or what? Well, yeah, I did my normal thing. Then you did? pass the puck, just score the goals and, you know, get, get the girls' attention. Your normal thing? Did you just say your normal <laughs> yeah. thing? Yeah, my normal thing. Thinner. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, Eddie actually yelled at me years ago. We were in a heated alumni game at, the, at Joe Lewis between each other, and he's like, Finner, you got to shoot the puck. I was passing too much. He was getting mad at me. But uh, so I've, I've Finner, learned. do you enjoy that trip? Because um, you go regularly each year. I, yeah, I go regularly. Uh, it's been a couple years since I've been. But yeah, it's a great trip uh, with you know the, the all the pond hockey uh, you know people up there playing the pond hockey in the winter. The pond hockey gets to play us as one of their benefits, and so uh, to, of the winter. So yeah, it's a great trip. They treat us well. We get to stay at the casino. It's a, it's a great time. Did they? Uh, I was talking to George earlier today. They did have the pond hockey, but where'd they have it? Not they, on the lake, right? They had it on the parking lot of the rink. Yeah, uh, yeah, the parking lot. That must have been strange. Yes. The last uh, three years ago, I think, when we were up there, the coldest winter, where ice started right right at the shore and went all the way to Mackinac. You could walk to Mackinac. That's when but they had was, the Christmas trees yeah, lining going to Mackinac. And it was, it was so, you know, me, Joey Kosher, and uh, Elvis, uh, Wayne Presley, and uh, George, and, and Peter Klima was with us, and we walked. There was, must have been 40 games going on. It was so nice to see in the event. I feel bad because uh, that's what actually is special about that event is going up there, getting on the lake, playing four on four. Yeah, that's, so, that's Well, I, I will tell you they did a great job. They built a roughly, I think, 17 rinks around Little Bear, which is the uh, fixed facility, the arena up there. Uh, it was brutally cold. The snow was going. Um, and they did have to cut it. Normally they expect to have about 210 yeah, to 220 yeah. teams. This year they were down to 170 just because that's all that they could accommodate. But we had a great showing in St. Ignace. You know, it's always um, a great barn to play in. Labatt always does a great job bringing the people in. It was and, packed. It was packed. You know, and then the next day we um, we flipped out to uh, Alpina. Alpina had a very nice crowd. Uh, so it, uh, Finner was not skating as fast as he normally was. So I don't know I, if um, I, mean, I had the breakaway through the D. I think I was still first star. I just didn't get voted on that day. We didn't do the stars that day. No, we did. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, Jason Woolley was the first star of the Alpina game. Oh, was he? Okay, I see. Yeah, Wolves was up there. That's good. Who else was up there with you? What uh, uh, what former players? Uh, uh, we had Woolley. We had uh, well, Banksy was there. Uh, Darren no, Banks for all those. That- <laughs> Don't know the big guy. <laughs> yeah. Big chocolate, as we call him. Yeah, he was there. Uh, we had um, Lauren Noft. Uh, Darren McCarty was there. Uh, who was our George Bowman was our goalie. Who else Who else do we have, Numi? Uh, let's see if I remember correctly because we had backup. Steve McPhee was our backup Oh, Pat goalie. Ribble showed up. Pat Ribble yep. was there. Ribs was oh, there. Nice. Dean Kolstad. Craig Coxie was Coxie, yeah. there. So we had a lot. And Wayne Bidner. Presley, you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Wayne Presley. Presley. Todd Bidner. Uh, it, it, again, that's a great weekend. I'm sorry I missed it, but I had to go to Toronto. And then I had a couple of Valentine parties since uh, uh, our distillery is called Valentine Distillery right here in Ferndale, Michigan. Uh, I just couldn't get out of it. So I missed you guys. Didn't miss you, Finner, but I missed the guys. I missed the casino. <laughs> missed the casino, I see. What, you didn't miss my stories usually after the next day? You didn't miss those? Uh, I tend to... Uh, Put cotton in my ears and not listen to you. <laughs> I see. Good. Yeah. Good. So, anyways, Finner, tell us what's uh, what's up with Flint. Well, the Flint Firebirds, as uh, people don't know, I'm I'm pretty uh, closely uh, associated with the owner. He's a good friend of mine for the last 15 years. Uh, but I'm also you know also friends of the I guess the former coaches there. So today they were actually released again of their duties. Uh, Sergey Kareen is now the new intern coach and GM, and Peter Yonick has now been put back as assistant coach. Um, 
I, uh, I help out with the skills every once in a while. I try and stay out of the drama and the politics. I just wish the best for everybody up there. It's involved and hope the, you know, the team does well and uh, everybody you know, finds a you know, good future and a good path in their life, uh, you know, no matter what happens, if they got fired or not. Well, so. And you know what? We'll dig into that a little bit more when we've got a little bit more time to devote specifically to that subject. Right now I've got former Flint General Lauren Noft, a defenseman for the Detroit Red Wing alumni. He's on the line with us right now. Lorne, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you guys doing? Good, Lorne. Appreciate you calling in. I'm here with Finner. I'm here with Eddie. So say hello to the uh, ladies here. What's going on, Eddie? Miss you up north. It was always a blast to go up there. And uh, Finner, I, I hadn't seen you up there since I was uh, part of the alumni, but uh, it was a great weekend. Yeah, I was just I was just uh, entertained by the announcement of defenseman. I would think Eddie would have to argue that you know maybe you're not a defenseman. So, well, that was well, the, that was yeah, the biggest thing with yeah. Lorne being there. You know, he um, with Lorne being there and Eddie not being there. Um, at least the, he didn't get yelled at. He didn't get yelled yeah. at, and there was nobody there to give Lorne dirty looks. Yeah. There's only two guys yeah, on that hey. alumni team that I like to pick on, and they're both one's here and one's on the phone. <laughs> so how do you figure that one? Well, out? My lucky we're, day. We're trying to make you happy, Eddie. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Remember, this is a PG-rated uh, uh, show. We're Absolutely, Lauren. Speaking of that, on Friday night, the Red Wing alumni is going to play the Flint Generals alumni. This is going to be the second annual. This is a pretty big event for you. So why don't you just tell us a little bit? how it came about last year, and then how it's going for this year. And tell me uh, some of the guys that are playing for the Flint Generals. Well, I, I, it came out kind of as a surprise last year that uh, they were doing this. I thought it was a great I- idea. We'd done it about three or four years ago. Uh, we put, put together one. Last year was the first one with Rolf as the new owner of the Firebirds. He put that together. It was a great time. We had a sellout. We're hoping to have a sellout again this year. And it's just a great time to have a lot of the fans come in. They get to see a lot of the old Generals alumni, a lot of the Red Wings alumni that are around quite a bit. Uh, we're going to have guys like Jim Duhart back. Uh, Brent Sullivan's going to be back into town, a guy named Todd Humphreys. So a lot of the old Generals are coming back into town, and it's always great, of course, to see uh, Michigan's favorite team, the uh, Detroit Red Wings alumni. And I believe Finner's on your squad, isn't he? Yeah, we had to uh, we had to do some wheeling and dealing and get a little youth and some speed on our team. So we uh, we were lucky enough to get Finner on our team. Is he playing by himself, or does any <laughs> wingers want to play with him? Well, I got to be honest with you, Eddie. I actually played forward this weekend, so it was absolutely impossible for you to yell at me this weekend because <laughs> I was a forward. Well, Lauren, I, I couldn't tell the difference. We quite well. Yeah. Hear what Newman said? He said it. You couldn't tell the difference, and and you know what? He's right. Because as a defenseman, you're always in the offensive zone anyways. I hardly see you come back over the blue line even when you play defense. But, Eddie, you missed the part where he said I passed him several times and he scored a bunch of goals because of my passing. So you missed that part. I tend to ignore certain things. (laughs) You know, to follow up on that roster, last year there was a few trades that occurred um, in the middle of the game. Do you think that's – because I remember McCarty at one point started wearing a general's jersey. Uh, Do you – I don't know if that's going to happen or not. It depends. I think the uh, Red Wing alumni are going to have a real tough time this year. They don't have a stacked lineup like they usually do. And uh, I plan on shooting a high, high hard one at uh, Eddie just to get him thinking about the game. Okay, wait a minute. I just want to clarify something. You said that the team was not stacked this year. So I want to announce what the lineup is for the Flint Generals game right now. In goal, we're going to have Eddie Mio backing up. will be George Bowman. Now we're going to have number 12, Jim Carson. Brent Fedick is playing. Yuri Fisher. 
Peter Klima, Joe Koser, Kevin Miller, Darren McCarty, John O'Grodnick, Mickey Redmond, Pat Peake, Wayne Presley, Chris Tamer, and Ralph Nilsson. Now, at what point did you hear me say that lineup and say, wow, that's really a weak lineup? No, Sergey Samsonov. Hey. I was just going to say, we're missing Sammy. Sammy, I've no, I scored five. He got, yeah, Sammy scored about five last year. Yeah, he could still play in the league yeah. if somebody gave him a chance. Absolutely. He play the power play, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, well, Lorne. Sure. No, you know what? I always like to kind of stir the pot before the game. You know what? It's been great fun. It's for a great charity, and that's what it's all about. Uh, the, the, the rigmarole before the game and what I'm giving them a hard time about is all in fun. I, I think the best thing about it is you're going to see some good hockey. You're going to see some guys that can really move the puck around, and it should be a great time for everybody. Fans included. So who is the uh, charity? That it's supporting this year, uh, Eddie Meal, Eddie Meal's charity, <laughs> Chris Trani, uh, the Chris Trani Foundation, and that's that's to help guys, uh, families that uh, don't make quite enough money, and they donate money to the kids to go and uh, keep on playing hockey. That's nice. We well, also we we've also been told that you're in charge of the after party, afterglow. You know what? <laughs> You know what? I actually on. have nothing to do with anything this year besides the Flint Generals alumni. Did you invite Betty uh, into the Afterglow, Lauren? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Betty is Afterglow. I can come and see you in the dressing It's just that I couldn't get a drink party. last year. It was so crowded in that one little small bar that you had us in. Yeah. That would well, be the, this year it's yeah. going to be right at the rink, and it's supposed to be a, 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 fabulous, oh, uh, the, a fabulous time. The VIP room upstairs? Uh, no, actually, they're going to close the lobby down. They're going to make people exit out the side entrance. Oh, great. And they're going to turn the lobby into a great big party room. That's so awesome. Would, right. So instead of using the Blue Line Club up there in the media suite, uh, they're just going to make the concourse into our party area. Correct. Yep. Do you have any Valentine vodka up there? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure that's the only thing they'll be serving. <laughs> That's called a shameless plug, Eddie. Yeah. But we're going to take it. Hey, Lauren, hey, I'm not being paid for this, so I'm putting in all the plugs I can. Lauren, any medical charity. marijuana up there? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Lauren, tell me a little bit about your career. Lauren, tell me a little bit about your career. Lauren? Lauren, are you still with us? Is it that last thing I said? <laughs> Maybe it was. I think he we might have got, morning. Yeah, he might have got cut off. I see. I also think, though, talking about the game, I think the Flint general lineup is a little better than last year, too. So I think that's why Lauren is maybe referring that it's going to be a little tougher game. Well, do you think it'll be compared to that Muskegon Lumberjacks lineup that a few years ago? Yes. Out in Muskegon? Well, and then years ago, Eddie, Eddie probably remember, too, we'd play the Port Huron alumni, and we've, we've lost a couple times. And I've been on both sides of that, the Port Huron side and the uh, yeah. Red Wing alumni side. Well, it looks like we lost Lorne. Um, we'd like to thank, thank I'm sorry, Lorne Noft for calling in. Um, tickets are still available. I know that there are limited tickets available. It's been selling out pretty quickly. Um, but it, puck drop is at 7.30 yes, out there in Flint. And yep. I really wanted to talk to Lorne just a little bit more about his career and the things he was um, experiencing and just a little bit of a view from – I could I could update you on Lauren. He's a, he's a builder. He's uh, several condos, leasing properties. Uh, he's you know very busy in the construction world up in the Flint area. You know what? I think he's back online right now. Oh, well, hang up on him. Yeah, unfortunately, with the uh, <laughs> cell phones of today's times, uh, every once in a while we drop calls. Yeah, that's very. Well, unfortunate. You got to stop using that burner phone. 
<laughs> Lorne, tell us a little bit about your career. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I, I was very fortunate. I, I played college hockey at University of Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, I enjoyed uh, three years up there. I had a chance to turn pro. Uh, I was invited to the Ottawa Senators uh, main camp uh, my rookie year and ended up signing and got sit down to the minors, ended up playing in the minors for quite a few years, went over to Europe, played for a year, uh, basically kicked around the minors trying to make it to the bigs, and that never happened. Had a had a pretty good career as far as I'm concerned in the minors. We won a couple championships, one in 94 in Portland, Maine with uh, Washington's farm team, and then one here in Flint uh, in 2000. Jason Willard was on that team, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Jason was uh, actually my deep partner on the power play. He was uh, a pleasure to play with and, and very highly, highly skilled. All right, and tell me about your time with the uh, the Vipers. You know what? I wasn't with the Vipers that long. I went up and played a couple of games. Uh, they were shorthanded. It was it was more of a convenience thing of, of going from Flint, running up there and playing a game here and there. Uh, most of my career was spent in Flint, and it was uh, it was very enjoyable. We had some great great teams. I think uh, we went into the finals four years in a row and ended up winning uh, twice in four years. You know, one of the things that um, Finner was just alluding to is what you're doing now. Why don't you articulate to us exactly what are you up to now besides playing with the Red Wing alumni? Well, I, uh, I have a small construction company here. We do everything from new builds to additions to remodels. Uh, we stay quite busy. I'm very, very, very fortunate that in the community, I'm, I'm kind of known in the construction field. Again, every year I get a little bit busier. I also have a small home inspection company. We look after homes that uh, are inspect homes that our potential buyers are going to buy, make sure everything checks out with them. And then I uh, also purchased some rental properties over the years. And I also look after those. I thought it you worked. Ex- busy. I thought you worked exclusively for Joe Coser. <laughs> well, that is a that is a, one of my jobs. I have gone down there and done a few jobs for him, and it's a, a never ending ending job down there. They're always changing something or doing something. Hey, last year uh, in Steamboat, uh, we still haven't heard who the winner is. Uh, according to you, you won the wrestling match between you and Joey Kosher. Joey says you couldn't stand it, that you gave up. So let's hear your side before well, Joey gets well, up. How about our neutral side? I was actually in the room. You were in the room? I was in the room, and I would say Lauren won it. Ooh. No. Yep. Okay, Joey. We're calling Joey up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I have not I, – I kept telling him to stop it, stop it, stop it. Eddie, I mean, have it. you seen the size of Lauren in the locker room? I mean, have you seen the size of him? <laughs> okay. Ooh, <it's laughs> yeah, yeah, see? <laughs> See, it's yeah, not me. On him. He couldn't get me off. Listen, it's not Oh, wait a minute. You. you know what? I want you to rephrase that because you saying that he couldn't get you off just puts me into an entirely different stratosphere here, Lorne. <laughs> said he so, couldn't uh, pick him up. Yeah. You know wanna... what? It's, it's always a great time uh, traveling with the guys. I, it's one of the times I enjoy the most is hanging out with the guys before and after the games and uh, – the hockey we play is just great for the charity, so it's well, always Lauren, enjoyable. Once again, we want to thank you for calling in. I'll, I'll caution you going forward. Stay away from the tequila, and we will definitely see you on Friday night. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And uh, remember, Eddie, I'm going to shoot high the first shot, just so you know. Just remember, I, I shaved my stick down to a point, so don't be in front of me because you might start bleeding from the legs. <laughs> well, 
Well, I will say one good thing. Rolf will be there to warm you up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks again, Lorne. We'll see you on Friday. We'll see you good guys. Take, take care. Bye, Lorne. See you, Lorne. All right. We're, uh, we're going to take a short five-minute break, do a pause for the cause, get uh, readjusted here. So we'll see you back here at Two Shakes of a Lambsdale. I don't understand it, and it frustrates me. Why are people still taking drugs, getting injections, and having unnecessary surgeries? Why are you? Are you ready to start living a pain-free life? Do yourself a favor and call Pain-Free Life Centers today, 248-879-1100. For years, you've been hearing me talk about the benefits of laser therapy. It's totally non-invasive, and it's been cleared by the FDA. I challenge you, no, I'm begging you, give me the opportunity to give you a better quality of life. Call the office today. Come on, what are you waiting for? Start living a better quality of life today. Go to painfreelifecenters.com or call 248-879-1100. We're so confident in what we do, we're going to give you a free consultation and a free treatment. You have nothing to lose but the pain, so lose it. Pick up the phone. Do it now. This is a previously recorded episode. And welcome back. But I guess you really didn't go anywhere with you. So um, once again, I'm in studio with Eddie Mio and John Finstrom. And before we go further, I'd once again like to thank Jeff Morton at Pain Free Centers, um, who is one of our sponsors right now as we go forward. We're going to have more sponsors but Jeff has been on board with us from day one, and we appreciate him very much. Eddie, what do you got? Uh, I just want to know from Finner's, Finner's career that uh, where he started, uh, where he played junior, uh, just a little bit about uh, what uh, what's going on in Finner's life. Well, uh, the hockey career, um, I kind of have an interesting story. I grew up most of my uh, life in Nashville, Tennessee from uh, 7 to 15 years old. And uh, my mom got married to a guy in L.A., and I was like, oh, i got to play, still play hockey. And uh, I, I was lucky enough to go to Shattuck, played hockey, soccer, and tennis for them. And uh, they didn't think I could play hockey, and then they said, come to camp. And, and I actually, uh, you know, did, did not bad. And then uh, after that, got, saw, got seen by a guy named Steve Jensen, wanted to come play his junior team. He used to play for the L.A. Kings Team USA out in Minnesota. And then another guy saw me, Paul Picard, and uh, from Kalamazoo, went there, played the Junior A in the, the Tier 1 League at the time in the North American League. And then, uh, then out in uh, Great Falls, uh, Montana, and actually as an overager, and then they kicked me out, so I couldn't play because I had to play in the league last year as the first year of the team. And uh, the Canadian, all the Canadian is in the BC League up there, and all the Canadian teams says I couldn't play. And so I went back to Jensen's skating training. I called every pro coach. Uh, I talked to Mike Keen. I talked to Ralph Backstrom. I called every, every NHL coach every day on the phone trying to get to try out or camp. And one day, Steve Jensen walks in my room and says, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins just called, and they saw you up in Great Falls, and they think you can maybe play pro hockey. So they invited me there. I went to Muskegon with Bruce Bordeaux as my first coach, and that was kind of the start of my minor league career. So I played 11 years total in the minors, uh, played world championships uh, for USA once, uh, for roller hockey we won it, played a year over in Munich, uh, Germany. And, um, you know, had a, had a pretty good career. I feel very blessed and very blessed to be part of the Red Wing alumni. To me, the, to me, the Red Wing alumni is my NHL. That's, uh, that's how I feel. I've been a member for 12 years, and, and uh, you know, that's, uh, that's how I feel about the Red Wing alumni. You've been a member for 12 years. Tell yes. us a little bit how you got involved with the Red Wing alumni. Well, when I first uh, retired from playing, uh, I'm, I'm also a cancer survivor, and I'm legally blind on my left eye, and that's why I retired from playing, and that kind of cut my, 
career short too. I actually had a contract to go to LA. My fourth year, I was doing pretty good, and then uh, they voided the contract uh, when uh, when I you know when I got the cancer. But life is life, and I'm still here. 17 years in remission, or 19 years now in remission. Uh, but the answer to your question is, uh, I used to train with uh, FedEx and Sean Burr and Darren Banks in the summertime. And when I retired, they're like, "Hey, Federer, why don't you come skate with us at Joe Lewis?" I started skating. Eddie gave me a hard time right away. Who's this guy? Get him out of here. And uh, but, but they seemed to they seemed to warm up to me a little bit. And then um, the Dennis Hextall kind of took a liking to me, and he uh, he wrote a letter saying John had an outstanding career. And the miners like to nominate him as a Red Wing alumni, and so they vote. That's when we used to vote on it and have a meeting, and it was actually kind of cool. And uh, so we went in there, and they did the hymn song to me, and and I was a member, and been uh, been been together ever since. So me and me and Eddie used to have some good battles on the ice. Oh, this is not minor leagues, no deking allowed. This is NHL. Shoot the puck, you little whatever. You know, he'd say some some interesting stuff, and and Lee Norg used to pitchfork me all the time, so I'd go around him, and you know, it was the good old days uh, back then. And uh, well, since you've mentioned some of these, uh, <clears throat> Steve Jensen, I played college against, so. I'm a lot older than you are, and that's why no deking. Right. Okay? So, but the point is, is uh, you've been, you have been a very good uh, addition to the Detroit alumni. Now, I won't go on record as saying that, even though this is live, yes. I'll deny it. Right. But uh, we do appreciate because you you are always there to help us out, and and that's a big thing about our Red Wing alumni is we've got such a good organization and so many players that you know. They can't make it every night, and that's why we need guys like yourself and uh, Brian Smolinski, who's had a long longevity in his NHL career, but it doesn't matter. Guys like you really help out, Todd Bitter, Bidner, and uh, we appreciate it, no matter how, how tough a time we give you. But uh, at least to now, uh, I know you're a very successful businessman up in uh, Port Huron, am I correct? Well, I have a few different things going on. Um, I've been in the motorcycle business for about the last five years, uh, building uh, you know custom Harleys, uh, Indian Victory franchise, uh, you know servicing bikes, uh, you know sales, service, everything like that. But uh, been doing that, helping out with the you know coaching a lot of kids in the summertime, from pros to junior kids. I do that. Tra- we train them every morning from seven to nine in the morning. So I do that also. I'm kind of known for my power skating, edge work, skill stuff. But Eddie, Eddie wouldn't agree with that. But uh, he's never seen it. But uh, uh, <laughs> So then also, uh, but, but in the last few years, I really got into the, the medical marijuana kind of world, and I have a dispensary now in Detroit, um, very advocate of it, being a cancer survivor. Um, it's helped a lot. I'm actually going to a big conference in Harvard with the number one doctor from Israel coming over, all the NFL, Bryant Gumbel, Real Sports, going to be there, ESPN, a lot of N- uh, NHL guys are coming for that's helping them with their concussions or post-syndrome, stuff like that. And it's not, it's not the THC side of it, the, not the psychedelic side that's helping them, it's the CBD side, which has no... no High properties, you know, doesn't get high anyway. So I'm working with a couple of seizure doctors. So it's just kind of amazing that this uh, this this plant that's naturally grown can really help a lot of ailments of, you know, like I said, seizures, diabetes, diabetes, glaucoma, cancer, uh, concussions uh, s- syndrome for athletes like ourselves that are, you know, maybe not quite as memory as we used to be. Uh, is helping. So so I'm doing that, kind of putting all my uh, putting a lot of energy in that uh, at this at this moment, and it's, and it's going pretty well. Very interesting uh, line of you know work. <clears throat> How about guys that need a new hip? Well, that uh, does it know, help me? Well, it doesn't. It, I don't know if it has a cure, but we do have the the balm that you can rub on yourself that makes you feel a little better. <laughs> where Where is your shop downtown? Uh, it's on It's on Eight Mile and Grash. At, uh, with the ordinances that they're, they're in the Michigan, there's only a few cities that actually allow dispensaries. Detroit's one of them. Grand Rapids, Flint, uh, Lansing, Ann Arbor, obviously very big hubs for the the medical marijuana dispensaries. They're calling them wellness centers too, and and uh, you know it's really. It's really kind of the you know kind of taking over the country. It's on you know in sixty minutes all the time, and you know talking about sure. the you know what's going on in Colorado and Oregon, all the states. So it's pretty 
pretty interesting uh, field to be in. I was, at the, I was just out in Vegas at the largest uh, convention for it, 4,000 vendors from around the world, conferences from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. 4,000. Ven- vendors. 4,000 vendors. Correct. And medical marijuana. Yes. In Las Vegas. Yes. Yep. Please continue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was there a constant haze <laughs> no, above it, the hotels? It's, it's, uh, that's, that's, the concept, that's the misconception. And I've been in this for three years, and I've just kind of came out with it uh, last uh, weekend uh, to the alumni people because I just, you know, I, I believe in it and, uh, you know, wanted to be accepted. And, and it's uh, the convention. I mean, there was none of that. It was all about business and, sure. you know, the best stuff for, uh, you know, every, every type of, you know, product to help you and uh, and to help grow the stuff and production cultivation all the all the aspects of it so what's so different about your shop than the shops in colorado well well i am not sure that i know exactly all the shops Colorado, but one thing i'm trying to focus on uh with with being a cancer survivor is my shop is probably 70 percent cbd product which is all the all the stuff that helps you with the ailments from from you can either take it tincture wise you drop it on your tongue you can take it edible wise or you take pills you can there's balms i have a skin cream line and you know, twenty percent or thirty percent of my shop is the actual flower part that you would you would smoke. Um, so a lot, I know the difference between my shop and a lot of shops in in Detroit. They don't carry very any of the CBD line, and it's not an easy thing to sell because you know most people are coming in for the sure. for and they do have the, you know have your medical marijuana card. Uh, but but I'm but I'm also my my line is going into a, f- a few uh, I got uh, like six salons now. The skin cream line is going into and stuff like that, and so I'm working on that. Good for um, you. So. You know, let me ask you about that. Is it's gone through, and there's been a variety of NHLers with different ailments, and Correct. some of this, yes, you know, can be alleviated or you know at least help with the symptoms. Have you talked with the NHLPA at all about changing the controlled substance rules within the collective bargaining uh, agreement? I, I have not. I, I am helping a few NHL players at this current time with with uh, the right product, so they're getting consistent product that's going to help them with their with their ailments. Uh, but but a big thing coming on board is that is that thing in Harvard. The, the NFL is going to be there. Uh, like I said, uh, sixty minutes real sports, uh, and so we're trying to get a few of the NHL guys. Well, not try a few of the NHL guys are going to go there, and uh, so really to you know to learn about how your endocannabinoid system in your body with the cannabinoids of the of the of the medical marijuana can help your your mind. Actually, the show in MRIs and the CAT scans is helping their mind actually re- regenerate the brain parts that have been damaged by their by their concussions. So. Very interesting. So it's great with what you're doing now. You know, you're effective in the community. You're effective with the alumni. You're skating with the alumni. Uh, I guess one of the questions I have is that infamous game back in the 90s, or was it the 2000s, the Motor City Mechanics? Oh, yes, yes. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that game. Who was on your team and how it came about? Well, we were. Uh, it was during the NHL lockout year, and I believe it was '94. Maybe that could be that, that correct. Possibly. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I may was have, a lockout. Yeah, yeah I, I, may, I may have to take more of the marijuana so I can remember stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, so we were skating in uh, at Billy Billy Cirillo's league, at, and uh, and we we're skating at the old uh, in Woodward, the old State Fairgrounds. So my team was Chris Chelios, the Hatcher brothers, Sean Avery. And Brian Smolinski of, of notable. I mean, there's other guys, but notable right. NHL or, or ex-pro guys. So Steve Shannon, who was also on the team, uh, he got the job for the Motor City Mechanics, and uh, so then we. Uh, it was a, a you know I don't want to say publicity stunt, but like, hey, will you guys play play a game. So we went as a line. 
all five of us ex-pro guys, they were all ex-NHLers, me and ex-Meyer Leaguer, and we went as one game and kind of, they sold out the place and it was a pretty, pretty crazy event and it's still people, I got notices the other day, were you on the mechanics that one game? I'm like, yeah, that was me. Yeah, I still Wasn't see. Meltdown from WRF? Oh, yeah, 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 we got Meltdown was on our team too, that's right, Meltdown was there, so he helped promote it on the radio, so yeah, kind of kind of caused a little stir in Detroit at the time. Well, yeah, okay, so just going back in ta- time, it would have been around 2005, 2006, that area, because that would have been during the lockout, the That's big lockout. lockout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, you're right. It was the first yeah. lockout was when I went to Germany. It was 94. That's where I'm confused. Yes, so it was in the 2000 time. Because I retired in 2001, so I think it was the 2004 or 5, the second lockout. Yes, you're correct. All right. So, that's, you know, we want to thank you once again for coming in. Um, we're looking forward to playing against you finally um, on Friday night against the uh, Flint Generals. Um, your work with the uh, Flint Firebirds has been noted. You know, and as you mentioned earlier, you know, we're wishing them the best of the luck as they kind of weather their storm right now. Yeah. And with what you've got on the medicinal side, it's just, it's a fantastic career all the way around. And we'd like to thank you for coming in. Well, great, great having me. It's been fun. Come again. I'd like to come again soon. Good job, John. Thank you. All right. We are going to take one more quick break, um, a shorter break this time, and then we'll be back. And then Eddie and I will be barefooting a little bit, explain what's coming up and what's going on. Jeff Morton, Director of Pain-Free Life Centers of Michigan. Winter in Michigan can be hard on anyone, but it can be unbearable if you're living with chronic pain. The cold, the aches, the slippery sidewalks all feel like they're out to get you, but there is a way to fight back. Pain-Free Life Centers has the non-invasive pain treatment you have been looking for, without the drugs, the injections, and without surgery. Stop your pain today with an FDA-cleared laser therapy that not only fights your pain, it helps heal the source that is causing the pain in the first place. We're so confident in what we do, we offer a no-cost consultation and your first treatment completely free. Stop living in pain and enjoy winter for a change. What are you waiting for? Call 248-879-1100 or visit painfreelifecenters.com. That's 248-879-1100 or visit painfreelifecenters.com today. This is a previously recorded episode. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. Not this game. Not Tonight, we skate. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team. You were born to be hockey players. Every one of you. And you were meant to be here tonight. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. And we're back from our constructive break. Eddie, welcome to the studio. What do you think about the studio? I like it. Better gigs than the ones we were doing with Detroit ESPN there. Well, I'll tell you what, in the uh, the board operator, it's much better looking much than Paul was, and, yes. And more efficient. I think that's a compliment. Oh, <laughs> no, absolutely. No, and more efficient. <laughs> and more efficient, He's better yes. looking than a dude. <laughs> I know. He's, he, you know, I had to correct, correct him on the air way back then, too, so. 
Politically correct. You know, Eddie, one of the things we were talking about when you were on the phone when you were in Toronto um, is we left off pretty much at when you arrived in Edmonton. So I'd like to go a little bit further now and tell me a little bit about your career with Edmonton, who you had behind you, and eventually how did you leave Edmonton? Well, Edmonton was, again, uh, that part of the flight where we didn't know where we were going, whether it was Edmonton or Winnipeg. And uh, when we found out it was Edmonton, it, again, it was still a shock. <laughs> Regardless if it was Winnipeg or Edmonton, both both cities would have been shocked because we had played there before, and I I knew the city. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to like it. But uh, it, it just turned out tremendous. I mean, the, the city of Edmonton was great. The, the fans, they uh, – you know they they accepted us. Uh, of course, you know they were glad to have the phenom at 17 years old, Wayne Gretzky. But uh, still, it was the other two that they made uh, feel happy. Myself and Peter Driscoll. As uh, as the year went on, there was always talk about uh, the WHA folding and Edmonton being one of the teams that was going to be picked up to uh, join the NHL, which brought a lot of excitement to the last half of. Uh, the year in 1979 with Edmonton being our last year. We ended up going to the AVCO final, which was the equivalent of the Stanley Cup finals. We ended up losing in uh, in seven games, but still, uh, the stage was set. And that summer, sure enough, uh, the WHA disbanded and six teams were picked up in Edmonton. So the following year was a big year for me, 79-80, because that's what I was dreaming about all the time that I was playing youth hockey and then college and I was originally drafted by Chicago, but now I was going to realize my dream. So stayed there for about three and a half years. Uh, unfortunately, it was before the cup years, but at least I got to see the team being built towards that cup run of four years. Uh, well, who was your backup goalie at the time? Uh, I, I shared it with uh, Dave Dryden uh, in 78, 79. And then 79, 80 was a kid, uh, not a kid, but uh, a guy by the name of Gary Edwards came in, but we'd also had Andy Moog in the organization. So after the 80-81 series, uh, I mean season, um, we ended up making the playoffs again. Uh, We made them two years in a row uh, for an expansion team was pretty good. Uh, Except that summer, uh, I didn't get enough points to move us into the 15th pick um, where he, uh, Grant, a guy by the name of Grant Fuhrer would have been gone at 16, and we picked at 16. The team that would have, uh, that was at 15th was gonna. We knew it was going to take him. So that pretty much ended my career, meaning in Edmonton. Because uh, take a look at Grant's uh, Grant's career, Hall of Fame career, and uh, he's such a nice guy that uh, I would I became expendable. Uh, went there to uh, to New York Rangers, got traded where I felt that I had my two best years of of my career. And uh, we fought the Islanders to seven games in both division finals, and they went on to win the Cup both years. And uh, beautiful time in New York. I still value that uh, that time in the city and still have a lot of friends that – in fact, we have a Ranger alumni reunion, believe it or not, here in Detroit at Joe Lewis on March 12th. The Rangers come to town, and they're – flying or who's ever driving in they're going to have a a luncheon for us uh, before the game and all that and everybody's going to go to the uh, uh, Red Wing uh, versus Rangers game so that'd be nice them so from uh, New York uh, like I said I had my two good years and uh, 
Detroit was looking for a goaltender, and uh, Jimmy Devilano pulled the trigger that summer in uh, in eighty eighty three, where uh, brought Ron Duguay, uh, Eddie Johnstone, and uh, myself to Detroit for uh, three former number one picks, uh, not overall, but first round. Uh, Mike Blaisdell, Willie Huber, and uh, Mike Osborne. So uh, the city, I think, was excited uh, to have Ron Duguay anyways. The long and all that long all flowing that hair. Flowing yes. hair. Uh, but at the same time, it was Stevie Eisenman's first year, and we brought in a lot of young guys. And again, Detroit hadn't made the playoffs in 17 years, and uh, we uh, made the playoffs that year. And who was your goalie counterpart at uh, that time? Greg Steffen. Greg Steffen. Now, I had some injuries that year. Uh, my second and third year, things didn't go so well. Uh, never really regained from the injury. But I had some management problems uh, with with our friend uh, Jim Devilano. And uh, anyways, uh, led me to uh, decide to just retire. Plus, 85-86 uh, season was our worst, I think, ever in the Red Wing history. I think we ended up with 41 points overall. Uh, just not a good year. Uh, and it just played on my mind saying, maybe it's just time to you know, hit it up. Around that time, didn't they change the collective bargaining agreement also? That was after I had retired. The summer that I retired, because I lost out on a second pension, uh, but in order to get that pension, you had to come back. Any player that was before the summer of 86 uh, that had retired, if you wanted to come back and get the new pension as you move forward, you had to play 40 games. Uh, unfortunately, there wasn't many guys teams out there looking for a goaltender to dress for 40 games and be backups. So I ended up with the original, but uh, yes. Uh, well, let me ask you this question because now I just want to drill down a little bit. Now that's fine for a regular, like a forward or a defenseman, you know, but for a goalie, wasn't that almost prohibitive? And didn't they see that in the collective bargaining agreement that it was really going to discriminate against the goalies. Well, it wasn't so much, uh, Newman, it wasn't so much you had to play. As a backup goalie, as long as you dressed and your name was on the score sheet, you got credited for a game. Okay. The point was bringing somebody back for 40 games uh, where Detroit was going in a different direction so I couldn't come back. I know Danny Gare, uh, Glenn Sather gave him a chance. My point on the whole thing is if you retired that summer before the the new pension uh, uh, was you know, instituted and, and agreed upon. They should have still retroactive it to, to guys that played the following year but aren't playing the next year. Uh, that's my only regret with the NHL, having that, not taking care of the guys before that that had played all those years and got credited. Like Guy Lafleur. Guy Lafleur had retired and came back from the, with the New York Rangers to play his 40 games. Okay. Uh, Gilbert Perot came back with Buffalo. You'll see back then in 1986 how many guys that had retired came back to play the 40 games. And their clubs allowed them to come back. So, uh, you know, hey, listen, it is what it is. It's uh, it's over with. Now there's a third pension, which started after 92. So anyways, uh, long story short, uh, the 11 years that I played pro, four in the WHA and seven in the, uh, in the NHL, uh, you can't take those memories away from me. Uh, I'm originally from Windsor, Ontario. My last team was Detroit. I stayed here and uh, and looking forward to it. And the alumni fills that need of the camaraderie. So things are good. So things how long have good. you been involved with the alumni? Since 1988. 
I am wow. the as far as playing next to Dennis Hextall, uh, the longest playing member uh, of the Detroit Red Wing alumni. And that, and that was a funny thing too. Is that after I retired, I didn't want to go near the the, the rink at all. Joe Lewis didn't you know had a little sour taste of of the year before. Well, the previous management the pre- was still there too, and the previous management was still there. But uh, two three guys instrumental was uh, Alex Del Vecchio, Johnny Wilson, and uh, Shaky Peters, Jimmy Shaky Peters. And uh, they had called me up, and I Johnny Wilson I think was the president at the time. Called me up, took me to dinner at Roma Cafe, and that's where all the old guys loved to go and sure. uh, and, and and hang out. We went there after skates, uh, you know, uh, had a little meal and and just enjoyed uh, after coins, uh, birds in the bush, and uh, liars poker in the dressing room. But anyways, uh, they sat down and kind of pleaded their case of trying to get more young guys involved in the alumni because you know Nick Libet. Gary Bergman, uh, the list goes on. Billy Lacane, um, you know, uh, Johnny Rhea was still right. playing at that time. So the guys were getting older and they needed some new blood and I had just retired. So they made a pretty good case, uh, made me president the following year. Uh, and uh, I've never looked back. I mean, it was uh, it was pretty, pretty fun. Uh, but again, I didn't realize that it would uh, – it would uh, – you know, the void that is missing after you retire of not going in the camaraderie of not being in the dress room and not being around 22 other guys. That's what's really the alumni helped me get, a, you know, acquainted with and, and, and accustomed to not playing the professional sport. Well, I think, you know, Brian Ralston said a couple of weeks ago when he played with us out in Brighton, um, you know, he's recently retired, you know, within the last right. like five right. years. Um, but he said, you know, Newman, this is just kind of crazy. A lot of this, it's it's kind of like the old locker room. And I think Joe takes great pride in it being kind of like an old locker room and the amount of um, abuse and grief that people take in that locker room. But that's what you miss. But that's what you miss, exactly. <laughs> because it's if you can't handle that locker room, then don't bother <laughs> coming through. And, and it's not mean-spirited. It's really meant uh, – it's just joking. It's uh, – it's our form of hazing without the actual bad hazing, you know. So, so that's the the burps that the blurbs that come back and forth. That you know, whether Darren McCarty's given one to uh, to Joey Kosher or Kosher's giving it back, or Lorna gives it to Finner, or Lorna gives it to me. I give it to everybody. Uh, you give it to everybody. I give it to everybody. Mickey is pretty good at giving it to people. Mickey, occasionally Mickey's too. a little quiet, but he when he does say he, something, it's 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 drilling. It's it's, 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 it's going drill. right there. Yeah. So, so it, but again, the bottom line is, uh, if anyone's can experience what we go through the locker room. And there has been some visitors that come in and sit during the periods and all that, but uh, they would, they would get a kick out of it too. Well, Eddie, you know, it's a great story and you know, we're, we're going to continue, you know, each week as we go along, I'm very, very privileged um, to have you as the co-host, you know, and I say that in all sincerity, Um, love working with you, love hearing the stories. We're going to hear the stories going forward. You know, next week's show, we're going to have Todd Bidner, a member of the Red Wing alumni. He's also got a new product out there called MyProHero.com. It's online coaching for a lot of former NHLers. So I hear it's getting a lot of legs now, too, so it's a, it'll be an interesting talk with Todd. 
Yeah, it, it was good. They really pumped it on Hockey Day in Canada. And next week also, we're going to have Chris Draper calling in, and I'm waiting on confirmation that we may have DMAC in studio. Um, that way we can talk about the upcoming game with Colorado and that alumni so showdown. We're going to have to bring our A game against Mac if he shows up. Uh, yeah, because, you know, he uh, he's good he, in the one-liners. He is very good yes. in the one-liners. Yeah. Yeah. So just a um, few things to uh, wrap up the show today. Once again, you can follow us on social media. On Facebook, we're the Detroit Red Wing alumni. And if you're looking for us on Twitter, we are at redwingalumni.com. No, I'm sorry. If you're on Twitter, it's at Red Wing Alumni. Uh, Eddie is at Eddie Mio. I am at Newman Shots. Coming up, as we go through, you've heard about our game Friday against Flint. And then the, some of the boys are going to take off. They're going to go play in Colorado against yep. the Avalanche. That's me. March 5th, we're in Brighton. March 13th, East Lansing against the MSU alumni. March 18th in Westland. And March 19th in Hazel Park. So coming up next week's show, Wednesday, 4 p.m., we'd like to thank you once again for tuning in. Please feel free to share us across all the social media platforms. Thanks, Eddie. Thank you, Newman. This is a previously recorded episode.